Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. For over 175 years, four purposes have defined Hillsdale's mission, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to our brothers and sisters at Hillsdale for their great sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Levin, our number is 877-381-3811, By the way, I'll be on Hannity on the Fox News Channel, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time tonight. I haven't been there in three or four weeks. Why? I didn't feel like doing TV other than my own show. It's that simple. All right, folks. And by the way, I'll be on Bongino this Saturday. Two of my best buddies. And uh, two good men. Um, In the course of the last several weeks, we've heard uh, buffoonish commentators talk about how Russia amassing offensive military assets and personnel on the border with Ukraine was just a figment of our imagination. That this was just, you know, the administration trying to divert our attention. I am no fan of this administration. What happened in Afghanistan, and even before that, what they were doing in Iran, and what they did with this nuclear deal we had with the Russians, and so forth and so on, helped precipitate what you see and helped motivate Putin and build his confidence that he could act uh, without an effective U.S. military response. Because there's a hell of a lot he can do and very little we can do under the circumstances. And you'll see these Fengalis are buffoons. And you should ignore them, always, when it comes to foreign policy. They now have another 7,000 troops on the border, they added today. I mean, he wants overwhelming force. He wants to crush them as fast as possible, and the casualties are going to be massive. Now, how do we know this? Well, we can't know for sure. But since one of the targets is Kev, or as we used to say, Kiev, uh... That's a big deal. Kiev is one of the most populated cities in all of Europe. It's 
obviously the capital, the population center of Ukraine, but it's one of the most populated centers in all of Europe. Genocide, folks, is not a good thing. Slaughtering people is just not a good thing. And you really do need to look into your soul and into your own humanity. Not us, I'm just saying this generally. When you say, why does this have anything to do with us? Well, Biden helped precipitate this. That's why. Now, I don't blame the United States for this. It's obviously Putin. But what we're seeing in radio and television is very little criticism of Putin in some quarters of the Republican and Democrat Party. What's that all about? And you're trashing the hell out of Trudeau, who deserves every syllable of it. Every syllable of it. Which is what I want to talk about right now. It's not good enough to say we talked about this yesterday and the day before. When our brothers and sisters who drive trucks and tow trucks and others are under attack. The people who've now donated to them are being outed by their own government and they're under attack. When there are threats made about taking their children away. If you show up at a protest with your children... When there are threats made now to truck drivers, many of whom have dogs in their cabins with them, who are being told, well, you know, if we arrest you, uh, we're going to give your dogs away. You won't have your dogs anymore. This government in Canada is a grotesque, tyrannical government that's pushing every totalitarian lever that any totalitarian regime can, short of torture and murder. And you see no complaints, no concerns at the highest levels of the Biden administration. Because they're in on it. Our media do not believe in liberty. Our media do not believe in due process. Our media do not believe in any of these things. The media hate America as the Democrat Party hates America. They never talk up America. They never talk up American principles, the founders, anything of the sort. I call them as I see them, folks. And I see very clearly. Justin Trudeau, as many of you know, I'm the cleanup hitter, so here I am. In the Canadian House of Commons yesterday, you know, they find one slob somewhere in Ottawa or God knows where with a swastika. Or some slob with a flag or whatever. And then they paint and smear the entire movement. They do that in our country too. They tried to pull this on the Tea Party movement, you might recall. Meanwhile, they embrace every Marxist crackpot, whether they're tenured professors, whether they're phony journalists, whether they're, they're rip-off movements like Black Lives Matter, and I'll get back to that. As you know, we're the ones that pushed hard on how they are using their money such as it is. Where's the money? Where's the leadership? We've been talking about this for a while now, and other people finally said, hey, where's the money? Where's the leadership? Okay, got it. But listen to this Justin Trudeau. Well, actually, listen to Melissa Lansman. Melissa Lansman is a member of parliament from the Conservative Party. She looks like she should be in the Liberal Party, you know. What does that mean, Mark? Looks like a hippie. But she's not. So here is Justin Trudeau. And Justin Trudeau was all dressed up like he was a bank executive. Justin Trudeau would not be Prime Minister of Canada if his name weren't Trudeau. Cut one, go. Hopeful 
vision for public life isn't a naive dream. It could be a powerful force for change. If Canadians are to trust their government, their government needs to trust Canadians. Those are the words of the Prime Minister in 2015. These people, very often misogynistic, racist, women haters, science deniers, the fringe. Same Prime Minister six years later as he fans the flames of an unjustified national emergency. So, Mr. Speaker, when did the Prime Minister lose his way? When did it happen? Right, Honourable Prime Minister. Mr. Speaker, Conservative Party members can stand with people who wave swastikas. They can stand with people who wave uh, the Confederate flag. We will choose to stand with Canadians who deserve to be able to get to their jobs, who be able to get their lives back. These illegal protests need to stop, and they will, Mr. Speaker. I just want to remind the honourable members, including the honourable right honourable prime minister, to use words that are not inflammatory in the house, and that's for both sides. And by the way, which parties are appeasers to the genocide taking place now in communist China? And their media, NBC, that hasn't said a word as the report on skaters and tobogganers and skiers and uh, all the rest of it. As if they're in some chateau in France or Switzerland. When that very same country has rounded up millions of human beings and put them in death camps and concentration camps. NBC, with all of its resources there in communist China, not one word. Can you imagine what they're going to write about this 50 years from now, 30 years from now? But NBC doesn't care. It's seen the example of the New York Times. Didn't hurt the New York Times to cover up what Stalin did to the Ukrainians in 1932. It didn't hurt the New York Times to cover up what Hitler was doing to the Jews. Yes, and I'll say it over and over again. So they figure, what the hell, NBC? We decide what the news is. Our colleagues are a bunch of lapdogs in these other press platforms. We all bark in the same tune. They're not going to criticize us, and of course they don't. Member of Parliament Melissa Lanceman struck back. Cut to go. Mr. Speaker, I am a strong Jewish woman and a member of this House and a descendant of Holocaust survivors, and I have never made to, I've, it's never been singled out, and I have never been made to feel less, except for today when the Prime Minister accused me of standing with swastikas. I think he owes me an apology. I'd like an apology, and I think he owes an apology to all members of this House. And he was asked three times. And he wouldn't. Three times. Because the level of anti-Semitism on the left, whether it's America, whether it's Canada, regardless of these so-called democratic countries, is growing. It's growing in Germany. It's growing in the full European Union. It's growing in our country. It's growing in Canada. So it's okay. It's okay. Just don't talk about any other minorities. The Jews, okay. So here we go again, potentially. Now, David Lametti, Canadian justice minister, on Canadian TV yesterday, has a message for we Trump supporters. Cut three, go. 
Look, you've just compared people who may have donated to this to the, the same people who are funding maybe a terrorist. I just want to be clear here, sir. This is really important. A lot of folks says, look, I just don't like your vaccine mandates and I donated to this. Now it's illegal. Should I be worried that the bank can freeze my account? What's your answer to that? Well, it's, I think if you if you are a member uh, of you know a pro-Trump movement who's donating hundreds of thousands of dollars or millions of dollars to this kind of thing, then you ought to be worried. That's not what he's... That's not what's going on here. The people giving 20 bucks, 50 bucks, 100 bucks, 5 bucks, that's who they're going after. Go ahead. What if you're a Canadian citizen who donated 500 bucks to it? Well, I think if you're if you're a, if you're a tractor trailer owner who whose employee has taken the truck and that has been sitting here in Ottawa for 3 weeks and perhaps you gave that person permission, mm-hmm. you may now uh, actually lose your trucking license uh, under this. And I think you ought to be worried in that circumstance. And I think that's a very important tool that we've given to police. They're going to take your license away? They're going to freeze and take over your bank accounts? In certain cases, they're going to take your children away? In certain cases, they're going to take your dog away? You wonder how tyranny spreads? How could people just sit back and watch this, people used to say, about events of the past and dictatorships and Marxism and the rise of these regimes? How could it happen in such a free country? Remember the videos months ago in Canada? Where the Canadian Royal Mountain, whatever the hell they call them, remember? How they were dragging preachers out of their churches remember the picture about a week ago the video where they were taking an old man had to be in his 80s to the Canadian Royal Mountain whatever they are remember they had one each had an arm and were dragging him you remember that it's like old black and white films from the old days now Mr. Producer, David Lametti, Canadian Justice Minister, you want to see if he'll come on this program? Tell him I'm just an old former chief of staff to an attorney general of the United States. We have a massive radio audience of over 14 million. Almost the population of Canada. Our reach is into Canada and all over the world. Podcast satellite radio, internet, what is it? Folks, we have 8 million on our podcast now, the highest number ever for this program. And the podcast is a rerun of this program. It's very important to understand that. So we have 8 million podcasts. We have 14.5 million radio. God knows what else out there on streamlining and so forth. So... We would like the Canadian Justice Minister to come on the program and to have a discussion about this. All right, I'm quite serious. But this Trudeau administration is filled with people like this. And unfortunately, the clock yesterday did not allow me to give the fair hearing to fascista Christia Freeland. You know, they say they speak two languages in Canada. English and French. Did you know this? Particularly Montreal, Mr. Producer. Did you know this? Maybe they should start speaking three languages, at least in the Liberal Party and in the government there. German. 
I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Folks, I have great news for you today. Hillsdale College, the college that's reaching and teaching Americans about the Constitution, is giving away free copies of this vital document, but only while supplies last. So claim your free pocket-sized Constitution right now at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Every American should have their own copy of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. These days, with so much of our liberty under threat, it's more critical than ever for citizens to read and understand them. My favorite school in America, Hillsdale College, is doing something. They want to give away one million copies of our founding documents this year. To claim yours, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now. Tell them where you'd like your pocket constitution mailed, and they'll send yours free. I want all my listeners to have one of Hillsdale's pocket constitutions. They're essential. Harry, they've only produced a limited number. Reserve your copy at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Christina Freeland is the Deputy Prime Minister. I believe she has the intelligence of Kamala Harris. Just as Trudeau has the intelligence of Biden, even though he's 812 years younger, but doesn't much matter. And uh, the media are in love with Trudeau as our media are in love with Biden. And so this media of ours and theirs, I call it now American Pravda. Pravda represents, in Russian, the, the information sources that the state puts out, that the government puts out, so-called news, but of course it's not news, to the, uh, to the people, to the public. And so they have a Canadian Pravda and we have the American Pravda. The same ilk, the same mindset, the same American Marxism. Did I mention you won't be seeing the poster of American Marxism behind me anymore when I do my Sunday Fox show? Did you know? Did I mention that, Mr. Producer? Yes. Uh, and I guess 1.3 million sales is very frightening. But that said, that's not why that poster is there. We talk about the issue, the subject matter, the principles, the whole notion of American Marxism. That's what's critical. But I want you to hear this lady, excuse me, this birthing person. When we return, because you're going to see the cold-bloodedness, the cold-bloodedness of their willingness. In fact, their excitement about using the powers of government in ways that they were never intended against their own citizens. That is, citizens not of their party and who will not bend. Folks, I have great news for you today. Hillsdale College, the college that's reaching and teaching Americans about the Constitution, is giving away free copies of this vital document, but only while supplies last. So claim your free pocket-sized Constitution right now at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Every American should have their own copy of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. These days, with so much of our liberty under threat, it's more critical than ever for citizens to read and understand them. My favorite school in America, Hillsdale College, is doing something. They want to give away one million copies of our founding documents this year. To claim yours, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now. Tell them where you'd like your pocket constitution mailed, and they'll send yours free. 
I want all my listeners to have one of Hillsdale's pocket constitutions. They're essential. Hurry, they've only produced a limited number. Reserve your copy at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Nobody says it better than Mark Levin. I'll go with what Mark Levin said, because nobody could say it better. Call in now at 877-381-3811. Senator Mike Lee is up for uh, re-election in the great state of Utah, and he is absolutely an essential voice in the Senate, and we must do everything we can to make sure he returns there. Um, And, Mike, you don't need to comment on this, but the Republican leadership in the Senate is doing everything it can to back candidates. And I'm not saying against Mike, uh, who will back the Republican leadership in the Senate. And uh, I'm sorry, I don't uh, I don't go that way. Meanwhile, we had a very, very important and close vote in the United States Senate. Mike Lee has been leading the effort against these mandates. Mike, how are you, my friend? And tell us what took place. You know, Mark, I'm doing great. A little disappointed tonight because we came very, very close. What happened tonight was the United States Senate had a chance to bring these illegal, immoral, unconstitutional vaccine mandates to an end. Had the chance to withhold funding from their enforcement. This should have passed 100 to zero. Why? Because the American people don't want it. The American people don't want to have to defer to presidential medical orthodoxy in order to have the right to work. Uh, Mm -hmm. But it narrowly failed. It didn't pass 100 to 1. It failed with a vote of 46 to 47. And it's really disappointing. This was a missed opportunity. Wait a minute. 46 to 47. Was it party line? It was party line. Straight party line. All Republicans present voted for it. All Democrats present voted against it. Which is itself disappointing because Democrats ought to be able to see how immoral this is and how unpopular it is. I mean, look, this isn't even a a red state versus blue state issue anymore. You've got Mm -hmm. states like New York, New Jersey, Illinois, all these blue states are starting to drop their draconian COVID restrictions because people understand time's over. And cities. And Democratic cities. But the United States Senate, uh, at least among the Democrats, remains ossified. Back in this world in which people imagine this, this statist hellscape exists, in which people can work only if the government, and only if the president in particular, says that it's okay. Now, let's dig in a little bit. This is a very smart audience. They're very interested in the Constitution here. Um, Under what authority under the Constitution does a president have to dictate vaccine policy in every state, every city, every borough in the country? Does he? He has none. Mark, and there are two independent reasons why he has no such authority. First of all, the federal government doesn't have that authority. Congress can't even Mm -hmm. arrogate to itself the power to authorize the president to do that. But even if it did, and it doesn't, it hasn't done so here. And so the, the, the president has just invented an authority. It violates both federalism and separation of powers. He has no statutory authority, no constitutional business doing this. Deep down, the American people know that whether they've ever read the Constitution or not. They know that something's dangerously wrong here. They know that their government should never be telling them that they have to choose between sacrificing their ability to feed their children and getting an unwanted medical procedure. 
you know, this isn't the first pandemic we've had, as as, uh, everybody knows. Let me ask you this question, uh, Senator Mike Lee. Has the Supreme Court ever ruled that the president has the power to compel people, broadly speaking, to get vaccinations? Ever ruled that way? No, no, never. You know, the, 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 the closest thing that my Democratic colleagues defending President Biden's unconstitutional vaccine mandates come, they, they'll point to instances in which local governments have states. required vaccines. States, states, states have general police powers, which means they have the power to enact legislation generally designed to protect health, safety and welfare. The federal government decidedly lacks those powers. You see the founding fathers made a deliberate decision not to give those powers, general police powers, to the federal government because it was too dangerous. It would become too big, too insulated from the people. So it withheld them from Congress. So the only authority they can point to, the only Supreme Court rulings they can point to, deal with state authority, not federal. When you, as a civil libertarian, as a constitutionalist, Look at what's taking place in Canada. And quite frankly, look at what's been taking place in our own country, as you, you just duped it out this evening on this issue. It really is frightening how quickly a parliamentary system, or even a Republican system like ours, folds under this kind of pressure because of the lack of strength of people to oppose it, and because of the other party or people of this mindset being in positions of power and abusing that power. And this is why people like you go to the Senate floor, whether it relates to the Patriot Act or something, they say, wait a minute, this can be abused. And, oh, yeah, right, sure. Well, I guess people now know, yes. And I want to say this to you, Mike Lee, this massive omnibus bill they wanted to push through, they weren't able to. That $600 deal looks a lot bigger now when you look at Canada, where they wanted to monitor everybody's bank accounts in order to see 600 bucks coming in and 600 bucks going out. That's the problem. You give them an inch and they take a mile, correct? Absolutely. That is absolutely right. Look, freedom is fragile, and freedom can easily be damaged by fascist impulses. I look at what's happening in Canada. Those are, are, those are the words of a fascist that you see coming out of Justin Trudeau and his office. And I don't use that term lightly. I, I, I avoid using it. But the words that you've seen coming out of their mouths the last few days are fascist. It's dangerous. And my hat goes off, my heart goes out to those truckers who are bold enough to stand up to them. Uh, And and we have to acknowledge the importance of pushing back when government starts to cross that line. Mm -hmm. Now, fortunately, we're not in as bad of shape as they are up in Canada. Uh, We we don't have our, our president saying things that bold. But the vaccine mandates are unlawful. They are unconstitutional, and they're immoral, and we got to push back on them hard. Now, we're going to have another chance in just a few weeks, Glenn, just three more weeks on the next spending bill. I, I expect By the way, Glenn's a, a good friend position. of mine. <clears throat> uh, sorry, go ahead. Mike, I want you to listen to this yeah. from the Justice Minister of Canada. Just listen to this. Cut three, go. Look, you've just compared people who may have donated to this to the, the same people who are funding maybe a terrorist. I just want to be clear here, sir. This is really important. A lot of folks say, look, I just don't like your vaccine mandates and I donated to this. Now it's illegal. Should I be worried that the bank can freeze my account? What's your answer to that? 
Well, if, I think if you if you are a member uh, of you know a, a pro-Trump movement who's donating hundreds of thousands of dollars or millions of dollars to this kind of thing, then you ought to be worried. What if you're a Canadian citizen who donated five hundred bucks to it? Well, I think if you're if you're a, if you're a tractor trailer owner who, whose employee has taken the truck and that has been sitting here in Ottawa for three weeks, and perhaps you gave that person permission, mm-hmm. you may now uh, actually lose your trucking license. Uh, under this, and I think you ought to be worried in that circumstance, and I think that's a very important tool that we've given to police. Can you believe the level of tyranny and how quickly this has happened here, Senator Lee? Honestly, Mark, until the last few days, I I, I wouldn't have been able to believe it, but this, this is consistent with what I'm describing coming out of Canada. This is statism taken to its ultimate degree. This is This is fascism, within our, our northern uh, neighbor, and uh, it's unacceptable. I, I, I really am stunned that that's happening up there. And I, I would imagine that what we're seeing right now is just the tip of the iceberg with the, uh, the, the Canadian truckers. I think it's going to become about a whole lot more than just the truckers. You know, in our own country, uh, Senator Lee, uh, we used to praise our nurses, then all of a sudden we're firing nurses who don't get vaccinated. Now, people need to understand many of them have gotten this virus through the pandemic when we didn't have vaccines and they have natural immunity. And we have our second Israeli study that says that's 27 times more uh, effective over the long run than any vaccine. And a lot of people in this country, because of the Omicron variant, have now natural immunity. And the Omicron variant is not death-causing. The South Africans know it, the Israelis know it, and quite frankly, we know it. And Senator Lee, have you noticed the lack of pushing for vaccines in this country from the White House, on TV? You don't hear a lot about it anymore. So this mandate in Canada, and to the extent it's mandated here, this isn't about science. This is about power, isn't it? Yes, it's about power. And the more they exercise it, the more they can exercise in the future. That's why even as the the virus is waning, they're refusing to relinquish the ring. They don't want to give it up because they want to use this power. But this is dangerous. It's like leaving, uh, you know, a loaded firearm around. You, you, you have to exercise caution when handling these matters. We need to put out this flame before it causes additional harm. And so it is telling that even as the, the virus is on the retreat, uh, uh, the, the Biden administration, while refusing publicly to defend it or even to push it, they're also refusing to let go of it. That begs the question, why? This, Mark, is why we have a Constitution. And this, Mark, is why it's so important to have people running for federal office, whether they're incumbents or challengers or newcomers or whatever, actively talking about constitutional issues when they run. It's the only way we will know how they will behave in office and the only way we will know whether they will abuse power against us. Mm-hmm. One more for you, uh, Senator. Here is uh, Justice Trudeau in the Canadian House of Commons yesterday uh, responding to one of the conservative members of parliament. First, she speaks. Cut one, go. 
Hopeful vision for public life isn't a naive dream. It could be a powerful force for change. If Canadians are to trust their government, their government needs to trust Canadians. Those are the words of the Prime Minister in 2015. These people, very often misogynistic, racist, women haters, science deniers, the fringe. Same Prime Minister six years later as he fans the flames of an unjustified national emergency. So, Mr. Speaker, when did the Prime Minister lose his way? When did it happen? Right, Honourable Prime Minister. Mr. Speaker, Conservative Party members can stand with people who wave swastikas. They can stand people who people. wave swastikas. Senator, I don't see a lot of truckers waving swastikas, and the truckers have said, "We reject this. This isn't who we are. This isn't who we believe." This general smearing of the truckers, who were were celebrated. Two years ago, in the middle of the pandemic, as our nurses were celebrated, as our cops were celebrated three years ago, as others were celebrated going into the face of the of the virus without vaccines, without therapeutics, making sure we were fed and protected and and medicated and so forth. Now they're the enemy. Now the enemy. And she responds one more time, Senator, this way. Cut to go. I am a strong Jewish woman and a member of this house and a descendant of Holocaust survivors and I have never made to I've, it's never been singled out and I have never been made to feel less except for today when the Prime Minister accused me of standing with swastikas I think he owes me an apology I'd like an apology and I think he owes an apology to all members of this house what do you make of all this Senator first of all I'm thrilled that they're pushing back on him I'm thrilled that he got called on the carpet on this. Uh, this guy is abusing his power. He's abusing the concept of what he's accusing them of and therefore dulling the senses of, of, of everyone around him. But fortunately, he's been called on the carpet. And, mm-hmm. you know, this is the guy, remember, who repeatedly dressed in blackface in, in a really, really offensive way. This is not... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, a super sensitive guy. He has not shown the same extreme courtesy that he demands everyone else show him. He's overreached this time. Look, Mm -hmm. bad things happen when we're asked to trust the government and we're skeptical of people. As my wife always says, you need to trust people and be skeptical of government. When government tries to turn it around on you, that's where bad things happen. All right, my friend. Uh, I appreciate you... uh... Uh, doing what you're doing in the Senate and elsewhere, you are a voice of liberty. And uh, and if people want to help you in Utah in your re-election, where do they go? They go to leeforsenate.com, and I can especially use the help right now. I've got uh, I've got two primary challengers and an independent and a, a long line of Democrats lining up to vote against me. They don't um, exactly appreciate my constitutional conservative vote the same way your listeners do. We're going to win. But we need your help. And again, what is it? LeeForSenate.com. Pretty easy. LeeForSenate.com. LeeForSenate.com. Folks, I hope you'll do everything you can to help this man in his re-election effort. There's all kinds of dark money out there, and it rarely backs our candidates. Take care, Senator, and thank you again. Thanks so much. Good to talk to you, Mark. All right, you too, Mike. We'll be right back. Mark Levin.
Folks, I have great news for you today. Hillsdale College, the college that's reaching and teaching Americans about the Constitution, is giving away free copies of this vital document, but only while supplies last. So claim your free pocket-sized Constitution right now at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Every American should have their own copy of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. These days, with so much of our liberty under threat, it's more critical than ever for citizens to read and understand them. My favorite school in America, Hillsdale College, is doing something. They want to give away one million copies of our founding documents this year. To claim yours, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now. Tell them where you'd like your pocket constitution mailed, and they'll send yours free. I want all my listeners to have one of Hillsdale's pocket constitutions. They're essential. Hurry, they've only produced a limited number. Reserve your copy at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. you we're up against it and i will tell you this too on uh, life liberty and levin this sunday brand new program no football hope you'll all look in 8 p.m eastern time on fox of course you can also dvr it very very important show the entire hour on the spy scandal hillary clinton what our government tried to do to candidate and then president trump I had to make a decision, this or Russia. It wasn't easy. But I got to thinking, our, our system from within is suffering hugely right now. And if I don't get on TV and push this hard, it's not going to happen. I'm also on Bongino, has a fantastic show, Unfiltered. Dan, Dan Unfiltered, on Saturday night. I'll be on that program. And I'm also on Hannity tonight. I wanted to get out as much as I can to hammer away on this stuff since we lit the fuse in the first place. And my guests on Sunday, Pete Hegseth, and he and I, for the first half of the program, talk about what we uncovered and so forth. In the second half, John Ratcliffe, and you're going to be really fascinated by some of the things he has to say. But we go deep. We hope you'll join us. Not just another spy thing. This is the greatest, listen to me, this is truly the greatest scandal in American history. The greatest scandal. And part of the great part of this scandal are the media cover-ups and the media participation early on in these abuses of power. They are part of it. And never forget it. They are part of it. Why? Well, you may remember I wrote a book called American Marxism. I can't put the posters up anymore, but you'll, you'll know. Nobody can stop us. It's a big deal. Where that hour flew by, at least from my perspective. I'll see you in a few minutes. We'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post... Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. And I promise... 
We will be taking calls a little bit later. Uh, I will be on Hannity tonight, uh, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. But before we get into this, I've been thinking during the break. And I'm quite serious about this. Those of you who are Democrats out there, and there's a few of you, what is it that attracts you to the modern Democrat Party? I'm quite serious about this. What is it that attracts you to the modern Democrat Party? I've asked Mr. Call Screener to clear out a few lines. I apologize to those who had to be forcibly removed as if they're truckers in Canada. Uh, it's not the way I go, but I apologize. But I want to know, those of you who identify as Democrats, you vote as Democrats, what is it that attracts you to this party? And Mr. Callscreen, you let me know when you have a few there, okay? And we'll see if we get any. We'll see if we can attract any. Now, in the meantime, I keep mentioning this Krista Freeland, the deputy PM uh, of uh, Canada. You know, it's really, it's really terrible. When you think of the great leaders, you had Reagan, you had uh, Thatcher, John Paul II, you had uh, uh, who else? Helmut Kohl, to some extent. You had Menachem Begin, and later you had Netanyahu, and here later we had Trump. And yes, I consider him a great leader. I think what he did during his presidency was really quite tremendous. And, and look at it now. I mean, that should be, the, in part, uh, certain aspects of the evidence of this. And look what we have now. We have a man who can barely speak and think. We have a number two who has the mind of a third grader herself. You look at Canada, you got the Trudeau boy, uh, who really is a complete flop. And then you have their deputy prime minister, Christia Freeland. And she was at a press conference today. And one after another after another, they're sending these people out with their jackboots, pointing their fingers, waving their fists. Telling the people of Canada, if you do not conform, if you do not do what we say and get that vaccine shot, even though today, today there's no justification for this. None. And the media are fine. They're perfectly fine. Cut four, go. So you're confirming that accounts have been frozen, both personal and corporate, but you're not releasing the information. And the actual follow-up is, um, I'm just wondering whether the bank accounts will be targeted of individuals who donated to the Give, Send, Go and the GoFundMe campaigns. Are they considered designated people under the Emergencies Act, meaning that their credit cards could be cut and financial services are targeting them as well? Okay, so... The names of both individuals. Okay, and- so you know, uh, let me let me explain how this uh, uh, this totalitarianism uh, works. Let me let me explain. So, uh, uh, you, you know, uh, go ahead. These, as well as crypto wallets, have been shared by the RCMP with financial institutions. I see. RCMP is the central Canadian government financial point tracking this data. And her answer is yes, we are tracking, including cryptocurrency. And so they're using this as an opportunity to control and pull in 
these private currency markets that parallel government currencies. They're grabbing this power. They're never going to give it, away, give it back. They're never going to give this kind of power back. Go ahead. And accounts have been frozen, and more accounts will be frozen. So if you donated to help the truckers get some gasoline or put food on the table or whatever it is, 50 bucks. They're going to track you down and freeze your accounts. They're going to track you down and freeze your accounts. Go ahead. Uh, Crowdfunding platforms and payment service providers have started the registration process with FinTrack. Uh, So these these platforms are now compelled to provide, quote-unquote, the registration process uh, to the central Canadian government to their central financial institution. Truly unbelievable. I mean, if I'm a Canadian, I'm heading south. I'm trying to get into the United States as fast as I can, particularly Florida. I'm not kidding. Don't bother with Michigan. It's no different. Go ahead. In terms of the specifics on whose accounts are being frozen, uh, you now have... The regulations, the financial We service. have the regulations. We have the information. We have the emergency powers. And we shall use them. And we have Canadian Pravda, the media outlets in all Canada. And not just Pravda in Canada. We are Pravda in America. MSNBC, CNN, and the rest. They're supporting our efforts. Go ahead. ...have those regulations as well, and they, working with law enforcement, will be making the operational decisions. I see. A lot of mumbo-jumbo there. They'll be making the operational decisions. So in Canada, the government has already invaded... What de Tocqueville talked about, the circle of liberty around every human being. They've invaded it. And the enemy? The truckers. The truckers. There's no science to back this mandate, certainly anymore, if ever, but certainly anymore. In Canada, the United States, or anywhere else, there is nothing to back this up. You have... American Marxist Democrat Party mayors, as radical as they come, lifting mandates. You have the moron that runs New Jersey, the governor there, Murphy, lifting mandates. Everybody's lifting mandates, except Canada on the truckers. And here in the United States, even in the thick of it, Biden did not impose the mandates on the truckers. Remember that, Mr. Producer? He realized that You know, the truckers really do things that we need done. The truckers and the illegal aliens, of course, uh, you know. But uh, that said, there's nothing to support this any more than masks on little kids in elementary school. And the CDC in this country says they're going to continue to do it. 
And I hope the parents in this country continue to rise up and protect their children. I want to ask everybody, including the parents, do you think it is healthy for your five-year-old, your six, seven, eight, nine, ten-year-old, or your teenager to have a mask on their face for six to seven hours straight where they are inhaling their own carbon dioxide? How can it be part of the climate change movement? There's just too much carbon dioxide around here, ladies and gentlemen. And at the same time, support masks that compel people to inhale their own carbon dioxide. I keep saying at some point there's going to be a study, there's going to be something that says this has been enormously detrimental. We'll have neurologists talking about brains. We'll have others talking about the lungs. You have the Supreme Court that has all but said carbon dioxide is a pollutant. Of course it's not, but they've all but said it, which gives the EPA the authority to regulate it. They all lie. This is how they get to where they go. Lawlessness dressed up as the law. If carbon dioxide isn't good for the planet, why is it good for the individual human being? And I'm serious about this question. I'm serious about it. Which is why it's never asked. Of Fauci or the other stooges dressed up as uh, doctors, the other quacks out there, they're never asked this question. Is carbon dioxide bad? Oh, absolutely. It's killing the uh, uh, the environment, uh, the atmosphere. We have holes in the atmosphere. There's carbon dioxide. We need a carbon tax. Uh, we need to get rid of fossil fuels and have electricity. Hey, moron, how do you think we get electricity? Hey, uh, don't bother me right now. I'm citing the science. What are you, a white supremacist throwback? Meanwhile, this carbon dioxide's a huge problem. Well, we've lowered it. in. They got this guy, Kerry. With the, uh, the mashed potato face. With, with the mashed potatoes moving around as far. I watch this guy, rarely. But when he speaks, you, you can kind of watch it moving around from his forehead to his chin. It's grotesque. What is with these wealthy people that go under the knife and they come out looking uglier than they were to begin with? But anyway, that's a whole other show. Uh, we got to stop this carbon dioxide. Now put your damn mask on and inhale it. What? So put the mask on and inhale carbon dioxide. Hour after hour after hour. Without any evidence that this is effective, particularly on little kids. Particularly with little kids. You know, we got to get these, uh, these little kids vaccinated. Why? And wearing masks. These abusive frauds. So why should the truckers in Canada get vaccinated when Omicron has itself vaccinated most people in this country? Because we said, we said so, and we shall impose our will. Now, who is Christy Wetzeras? What does she really know? Nothing. Then we see the poll. Sixty-some percent of Canadians oppose what the truckers are doing. Really? But 100% of them eat. And if it wasn't for the truckers, they'd be starving to death. 
Maybe 60-some percent of the American people at one point opposed Martin Luther King. Does that make it right? Do we take polls on certain things that go right down to the nitty-gritty, that go right down to the right of a human being to be, to be safe in their own person? Why is abortion a choice when it clearly kills somebody, but all these other things aren't a choice? Do we have any callers? I get, I'll bet you we get none. Do we have any? And, and this happens all the time. Who identifies Democrat? Do they want to explain themselves? Not one, right, Mr. Producer? They're cowards. What are they going to say? I like inflation. I want the borders open so MS-13 can come in. What are they going to say? Mask up my kid? Sew them in a burqa? Ship them off to school? What are they going to say? These Democrats. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. All right, here's the deal. I've been telling you for a couple of years now to switch to Pure Talk, and thousands of you have. Let's hear from one of those happy customers. Here's a note from Robert of Miffenburg, Pennsylvania. I was a 20-year customer of Verizon that needed to upgrade my iPhone 7. I checked my Verizon deals and even spoke with a rep, but wasn't impressed with the offers they were giving, especially being a 20-year customer. I heard about Pure Talk on the Mark Levin Show and checked it out. I was really happy with the deal I found, but still nervous about going to a new carrier. Ultimately, I kicked Verizon to the curb and couldn't be happier with Pure Talk service. I saved $300 on my new phone, got 15 gigs more a month on my plan that costs less. I personally couldn't be happier since switching to Pure Talk. Well, friends, stop being scared. From your cell phone, dial pound 250, say Mark Levin, and this month you'll save an additional 25% for your first three months. Or just go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Mark Levin and save today. I love these stories. The Democrats are split. They're freaking out coming from the usual Marxist media. Uh, they're, they're at war with each other. Folks, what do the Democrats do when they lose elections? What do they do when they get slaughtered in elections? What do they do? Do they roll over and play dead? Like good little Democrats? No. They turn to their bureaucracy. They turn to their judges. They turn to their slip and fall trial lawyers. To sabotage. To kneecap. To do anything they can do. To prevent the Republicans from succeeding. The Democrats aren't Republicans when it comes to strategy. They're American Marxists when it comes to strategy. And what do the Republicans do when they win? Particularly in the Senate. We're looking for bipartisanship here. They have this idiot from Kentucky, may I say, with all due respect. What are you going to do there, Mitch, if you guys take up? We're going to look for middle ground here. And we're bipartisanship, bipartisan. This is why freedom never, ever is advanced. While Mitch McConnell is the leader of the repubes in the Senate. It's never advanced. While he's spending tens of millions of dollars to defeat conservatives in Republican primaries. Even if the Republicans get in, excuse me, the Democrats get an ass whipping in the next midterms. You think the media are going to give up? 
No, they're going to get even more work. The black democracy's dead. We lost. Oh, my God. It's dead. We lost. The white supremacists won. What are we going to do? Donnie Deuce, what are we going to do? Um, and then the Repubs. What are they going to... We got to get Trump. Excuse me. We're in the majority. We're trying... We got to get Trump. There's George W. Bush. Very busy painting down there in Waco, Texas. Every now and then he comes up for air to support a rhino. Never has denounced Barack Obama because one of his closest friends is Michelle Obama. Go figure. Cheney. All of you back Cheney over these years? Well, he finally comes back to Washington. What's he do? Goes to the floor of the house to support his magnificent daughter as she tries to destroy uh, so many in the conservative movement. Or just so many conservatives. Democrats don't have people like that. We have a perpetual division in the Republican Party. Perpetual division. The Democrat, and the other thing is with the media, remember, AOC, man, she's the future. AOC's, how many times they create her, they promote her. I even saw some of our people on my favorite network. You better take her seriously. She's got a big fuck. Take her seriously, I said. She's an idiot. She needs to be defeated. Her ideology needs to be defeated. She's an idiot. And she's an idiot. She truly is an idiot. We still don't have a caller. I'm not begging for them. I don't care. I don't take a lot of calls. But I'm just pointing it out. I asked a simple question. What's that, Rich? I asked a simple question. If you're a Democrat listening to this program, all seven of you, if you're a Democrat listening to this program, and we encourage Democrats to listen to this program, might increase your IQ by about 17 points. Phil Bump, this is why he's a low IQ writer at the Washington Compost. What's that other? Jeremy, what, what is that guy's name? Jeremy Peters. Why is everybody named Peters or Dick or something? I don't get it. But anyway, Jeremy Peters, his IQ could use a little work. Of course they're not going to call here. Why are you a Democrat? Well, uh, what? What? I want freebies. They won't say that, but many of them, that's why they are. All right, more to come. I'll be right back. Inflation under our current administration is at 40-year highs. Everything's more expensive. Cars, gas, groceries, housing, cost of living increases are bankrupting Americans, which is why you need to find areas in your life where you can actually save money. And your wireless bill is one of them. Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile all overcharge you for the same service you could be getting from Pure Talk at a fraction of the cost. That's why I'm a customer and why you should be one, too. And listen to this. The more lines you have, the more you save. Right now, you can get four lines, talk, text, and data for just 64 bucks. That's not per line. That's total, which is how the average family is saving over $800 a year. Find out how much you can save. So do this. Go to puretalk.com. 
Find the plan that's right for you. Find the phone that's right for you. Or just bring your own. Then, this month only, enter promo code Levin Podcast, and you'll save an additional 25% off your first three months. That's puretalk.com, promo code Levin, L-E-V-I-N, podcast. Mark Levin, speaking to the four out of five Americans who are literate at 877-381-3811. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we've managed to scrounge up a couple of uh, callers who, uh, who are proud Democrats. We'll first go to Richard Carson, California, 870 The Answer, the great KRLA, where we are live and national. Richard, go right ahead. Why are you a proud Democrat? I'm a proud Democrat because... Rather than saying one size fits all the way I believe the Republicans are doing. All right, all right, all right, let's stop. I didn't ask you why you're not a Republican. This is what Democrats always do. I asked you, why are you a proud Democrat? Is this, is this sentence complicated? I, I think from let me Let me try it again. Why are you a proud Democrat? I'm a proud Democrat because I believe we've stood for civil rights, not through our entire history, but certainly... Yeah, except for that little respite there for slavery and segregation, but other than that... No, and I wasn't happy with George Wallace, and I, I wasn't happy... Of course happy not. With, okay, all that, and... But How about all the Democrats that voted against the 64 and civil, 65 Civil Rights Acts when the overwhelming majority of Republicans voted for them? That's not even 100 years ago, Richard. But let's talk about today. Why are you a proud Democrat today? I'm a proud Democrat today because since Lyndon Baines Johnson... Okay, why are you a proud Democrat today? Not a half a century ago. Were you alive a half century ago? No, but you're... Why are you a proud Democrat today? Democrat because we have many differing opinions within the party and we're a large tent... No, you don't. No, you don't. You try to destroy mansion? You try to destroy cinema? Uh, where's your differences between the Maoists, the Trotskyites, the Leninists, and the Stalinists? Well, seriously, where's the differences in your party? <laughs> well, you make it a one-size-fits-all as though everybody... No, it's not one-size-fits-all either. Those four men had different views of tyranny, but they all embraced it. Let me, let me challenge you, my friend. You and your party do not support individual liberty... You and your party do not support the greatest economic system on the face of the earth. As imperfect as it is, it's the most perfect that creates the most wealth for the most people. How would you redistribute wealth without capitalism? You and your party do not support national sovereignty where we secure the border and protect the United States, the citizenry of the United States, and have a manageable immigration system. You and your party do not support judges who actually interpret the Constitution rather than activism to push their agenda. And I could go on and on and on about you and your party. <clears throat> you want to know why I am what, the way I am without mentioning you and your party? Would you like to hear that? Well, go ahead, sir. No, but I'm just telling you, we can do this. Why? I believe in one word more than any other, liberty. I never, ever, ever hear Joe Biden talk about liberty, Schumer talk about liberty, Pelosi talk about liberty, your press talk about liberty, your bureaucrats talk about liberty, your academics talk about liberty, your academics talk about what? Government. You talk about government. 
Biden talks about government. The media talks about government. You see what they're doing in Canada? You see what they do in governments all over the world? Government is to be tolerated, not to worshipped. That's the difference, quite frankly, between, I'm assuming, somebody like me and you. Your response, if a sir. Foreign power, if a foreign power ended up giving money towards a democratic cause, the way that right-wingers are giving it towards the truckers Well, they in did. You know, don't you remember the scandal during the Clinton administration when Chinese front groups, uh, people in our own country, were giving money to the Clinton campaign? It was the communist Chinese military. You don't remember that? Don't you remember all the dark money coming into this country to support Obama, but that wasn't investigated either? Surely you remember that, too. And we're not giving money to foreign governments. We're giving money to people who are challenging what's taking place in our country to the north. I think that's a good thing. We've always supported freedom movements, whether it's Nicaragua, Cuba, Venezuela, or other parts, the old Soviet Union. So that's a good thing. So don't you Democrats want to do that too? I believe what you're doing, sir, is trying to create chaos on a worldwide No, I'm not chaos. creating anything. I'm a, roadie, a radio host, and uh, you guys create chaos by the day. We have a lot of chaos right now why is that because i'm on the radio well i guess you got to get rid of me then will we we not have care the democrat party lives off in chaos but seriously sir why are you a democrat i am a democrat because i believe in the principles of the democratic party what that are, they? are changing you're right we're not the old the principle is that we stand for minority rights we no, you stand don't. for individual no, you don't. rights you know you don't no you don't what have you done for minority rights in uh in the inner cities. You oppose school choice, right? Do you oppose school choice? I actually, I advertise in my publication for, for charter schools, so I don't... I know, but you your, have to admit, mold. in your party, the I mean, we would have school choice all over this country, but for the Democrat Party and Congress and the President. And your unions. Well, the reality is... It, <laughs> Well, you, you condemn a group. If the, if the teachers' union were for Republicans, you'd be all for them. Not the really. Why, why, why would I? Why? And, and first of all, that's an impossibility that they would be for Republicans. It's an impossibility because they gain their strength by the monopoly power given to them by the Democrats. So they're never going to be for Republicans. I oppose monopolies. Do you oppose monopolies? Actually, I do, sir. Do you oppose monopolies in the public I sector? Do. Do you, do you oppose um, I, centralization of power in the private sector? Oil companies, you know, stuff. big meat, I think Biden talked about. What I, based on what I see right now with the chaos that's going on, with people refusing to, to do the simplest things because they want to basically destroy one administration, which you could say was done What are you talking about? Well, but but what are you talking about? Hold on. People want to do the simplest things to destroy this administration. This administration has lit... TNT all over itself. But what is it that people are doing in the smallest things to destroy this administration? But I, no, no, you know what? I'm not going to move into, into that. I have a question. You raised a point that's very, very important as a philosophical matter. You oppose the centralization of power, monopolies, correct? You just said that, right? Yes. Except I, when it I comes to government, right? That. No, actually, when it comes to the media as well. You take a look at the media and the... Okay, and listen to me. I'm talking about government now. Government 
And the Democrat Party is all about the centralization of power, centralization of the voting system, centralization of the health care system, centralization of the family care system, centralization of education, right? Don't you support all those things? Somebody... I don't don't believe, you support all those things? I, I do believe education should be uh, universal in the... In the How did they say about universal? I said centralized. Different. Fine. I believe... That no, it's not fine. That's the problem. That's where you get indoctrination. That's where you get critical race theory and these other things imposed on little kids that parents don't want. That's why education was always a local matter. If kids in Germany can learn about their history, kids in the United States can learn about their How dare you compare us to that when it was our soldiers, red-blooded Americans, that dragged their asses all the way over there to free the Jews from concentration camps and to defeat Hitler and Tojo and Mussolini. Do you know history, sir? Yeah, absolutely. Well, that absolutely. was disgusting what you just said. No, I'm saying that if Germany's kids... We have no problem with American kids learning history. The problem is, Louis Farrakhan doesn't write American history. And those who who are phony, self-anointed scholars who push racism and segregation as American history ought not be embraced. Period. Including the Democratic Party. It's part of it. It's part of it. Not all of it, but part of it. And that, I, don't dis- the reality- I don't disagree with that, but, I'm, but what, what I'm saying to you, what's being taught to our kids today in many respects, 1619 Project, has nothing to do with history. We've had historians of the top order, many of whom have said this information is not correct. You don't want them to be taught lies, do you? Okay, sir, you're a Democrat, and still you haven't concisely and clearly explained, explained to 14 and a half million people why you're a Democrat, other than it feels good. Well, I think I was a little more specific than that, sir, but you're going to characterize me as whatever well, you say please. it again. Say and it again. That's the problem. No, 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 no. Say I it believe, again. I believe in a two-party system. I believe right, sir, in Sir, why places. are you a Democrat? Why are you in that party? Well, <laughs> I'm in that party because during my lifetime, the Democrats have stood for more that I agree with than the Republicans do. No, but they don't. I mean, you said you support, you know, civil rights, that sort of thing. It's not civil rights when you let criminals out and they kill people and rape people and beat people and make cities unlivable. That's not civil rights. This bail reform, just because the, the, the phrase, I hope you're not pulled in by phrase, just because they use the phrase reform and bail in the same phrase, that doesn't make it right. The reality is the way laws are are prosecuted in our country we have a group of people that aren't prosecuted like the people who defecated on the the floor of our capital who aren't but then if they're minorities but they are being prosecuted many of them are sitting in jail Mm. and i don't even know who you mean neither do you all right sir we've gone round and round and now i think that explains why you're a democrat but you know what you sound like a nice guy so what I really want you to do is wake up and smell the marijuana smoke. Would you please, sir? <laughs> I don't use marijuana. My wife does, but I don't. Well, I mean, the smoke, the smoke, the, you know, the smoke doesn't know one person from the next. You are a nice guy. What do you do, by the way? Uh, actually, I'm retired right now, and I end up 
putting out a complimentary publication in the South Bay area. No politics in it. I absolutely no politics in it. Well, I'm going to let you mention what that is at some point if you want to on the program, but you're retired now. How old are you? I'm 70, sir. Wow, you sound like you're like 42 or something. <laughs> well, just because I'm old doesn't mean I'm mature. So, well, you, yeah. you do. That is a good point. Uh, would you like to mention your publication, or you don't have to? It's up to you. It's, it's non-political. It's you said. You said. You said it's people might. Non-political. Come. I get. Okay. I've got people down in San Pedro. If I put anything political, they get upset. So, okay. uh, it's called the Neighborhood Marketplace, and I appreciate you letting me mention it to your many listeners. Because you know, and why? all the best to you and your listeners. I'm a capitalist. And you called the program, and most most people of your ilk, of the Democrat Party ilk, won't. So we appreciate that. Richard, um, in the old days, I would have given you some free government cheese, but under Biden, that's all gone now, like everything else. Take care of yourself, my friend. He's a nice, nice guy, didn't you think, Mr. Producer? But it also explains why uh, it's hard to reach him. Mark Levin. All right, here's the deal. I've been telling you for a couple years now to switch to Pure Talk, and thousands of you have. Let's hear from one of those happy customers. Here's a note from Robert of Miffenburg, Pennsylvania. I was a 20-year customer of Verizon that needed to upgrade my iPhone 7. I checked my Verizon deals and even spoke with a rep, but wasn't impressed with the offers they were giving, especially being a 20-year customer. I heard about Pure Talk on the Mark Levin Show and checked it out. I was really happy with the deal I found, but still nervous about going to a new carrier. Ultimately, I kicked Verizon to the curb and couldn't be happier with Pure Talk service. I saved $300 on my new phone, got 15 gigs more a month on my plan that costs less. I personally couldn't be happier since switching to Pure Talk. Well, friends, stop being scared. From your cell phone, dial pound 250, say Mark Levin, and this month you'll save an additional 25% for your first three months. Or just go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Mark Levin and save today. All right, we'll try one more uh, fellow. Joe, Albany, New York, on the Mark Levin app. Joe, why are you a Democrat? Go right ahead, please. Well, Mark, I actually used to be a Republican. And uh, I just recently became a Democrat. What, did you have a head um, injury? Anyway, go ahead. And, I, you know... Well, Hello? honestly, I'm I'm still I keep a lot of my Republican. You there? Why are Hello? you a Democrat, sir? We're going to run out of time. Why did you transition? Um, I'm a Explain Democrat. I transitioned over because I felt like the Republican Party was becoming a little like kind of like bullish, bullyish. I just I don't like all the name calling. I even you don't like all the name calling. Seriously. Do you ever watch MSLSD or the Constipated News Network? Hello? Yeah, I have. Do you think our cops should be called stormtroopers by Nancy Pelosi? Oh, no. I don't, are, are you a mature adult with an IQ over 100? That's why you would switch to the Democrat Party? 
Well, no, I, I still... What I about inflation? What about the Constitution? What about your liberty? What about your kids' school system or your grandkids? I don't know how old you are. What about the border? What about our financial system? What about the Constitution, sir? Are you really that much of a, so. uh, of, of a wimp that you're wearing? Oh, the words that they use. Oh, my God. And, that, and Trump's tweeting. I'm switching parties. And there she is, Nancy Pelosi. Go right ahead, sir. Seriously, Mark, why are you a Democrat yourself, now? Why, why are you a Democrat now? Sir, sir, why are you a Democrat now? Just tell us. You, you don't even know me. You called me a wimp. Well, you sound like a wimp. I'm saying you just said the reason you switched is because of name-calling. No, I switched because the people on the right nowadays are more bullied. I'm not on the right. I'm a constitutional conservative. What is this on the right stuff? Well, what are, if you're not on the right, then what, what are you then? The center? I'm a constitutional conservative, sir. That's the spectrum. Spectrum isn't right, left. That is, what do you believe in? The media call people who do not embrace their views, whether they're truck drivers in Canada or, or uh, the Border Patrol or cops or whatever, right wing. We're not right wing. Right wing based on what? What does that mean, right wing? We are, we are constitutionalists. When did you switch, sir? Quickly, I'm curious. When did you switch? Sir, when did you switch? I switched when Donald Trump when Donald Trump ran for president. I bet you're happier now with Biden as president, aren't you? Yes. Aren't you? Yes, okay. I said he doesn't like name calling, but if that's not the definition of a schmuck, I don't know what is. I'll be right back. Are you an individual or business owner facing the heavy burden of back taxes, levies, or wage garnishments? Life's challenges, especially those brought on by the economic impact of COVID-19 and inflation, can take a toll on your financial well-being. Now, the IRS has eliminated over a billion dollars in tax penalties and interest for back taxes. America First Tax Group is here to help you claim your share of these billions in tax relief before the IRS can claim the government share and clamp down. Call them now, 800-806-1299. The IRS has people working to collect your money, but it's time to turn the tables, folks. America First Tax Group is a full-service tax boutique that puts clients first. They understand the stress of dealing with tax problems, and they will be your guide through the process. Don't wait. Time is of the essence. Call America First Tax Group. Here's the number, 800-806-1299. 800-806-1299 or visit AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Levin. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877 Well, that exercise was pointless, didn't you think, Mr. Producer? You, you enjoyed it. Well, keep in mind, those are voters. Washington Post slides offensive remark against Clarence Thomas into news report. Quote, why don't they just call him an Uncle Tom? Christopher Pandolfo writing for Blaze Media. Don't you understand the Democrats and the media, they stand for 
minorities. They stand for civil liberties. A Washington Post report on a top Democrat lawmaker's influence over Biden's next Supreme Court nominee denigrated Justice Clarence Thomas, the court's only black justice, with a racially charged reference. The Compost referred to Thomas as the black justice whose rulings often resemble the thinking of white conservatives. Let's just think, let's just stop. Did Frederick Douglass reflect the thinking of whites and white conservatives because ultimately he supported Lincoln? What's going on here? The, the racialism with loose abandon like this. Who runs this newspaper, the Washington Compost, Mr. Producer? Would this be Fred Ryan? And he puts up with this sort of stuff? The report authored by White House reporter Cleve Woodson, Jr., and congressional reporter Mariana Sotomayor covers House Majority Whip Representative James Clyburn. I'm sure they don't talk about Jimmy that way. And his advocacy for U.S. District Judge J. Michelle Childs to be Biden's nominee to replace returning Justice Breyer on the Supreme Court. They'll never talk about Justice, excuse me, Judge Childs this way. She's African-American. No, there's Lindsey Graham with the pom-poms and everything else. He's out front. I tell you, I'm voting for Childs, and there's 10 of us on the Republican side who are doing this. Childs, a federal judge from South Carolina, is feared by some progressives to be one of the more moderate of Biden's possible nominees. This is how this is done. First of all, you don't put political labels like this, and we've talked about this, on judges and judicial rulings. Are they activists? Are they originalists? What kind of ideology or doctrine do they follow, if any? Well, they're afraid she won't be activist enough. They never say that. The derogatory reference to Clarence Thomas, the only reference in the lengthy article, comes after a quote from Representative Benny Hill Thompson of, of Mississippi, a friend and ally of Clyburn's, who assured the Washington Compost that no one believes a judicial nominee supported by Clyburn or turn out to be a secret conservative on the court like a white guy. No! We can't have black guys acting like white guys. No! A colorblind society, ladies and gentlemen, I think that's long gone, thanks to the left, the media in this country. The media hate this country. The Democrat Party hate this country. These front groups hate this country. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. The compost explained that Thompson was, quote, referring to the black justice whose rulings often resemble the thinking of white conservatives, unquote. So you see Clarence Thomas, who explains his decisions at great length, that's the nature of a justice. That's the way the court works. They don't just vote. I mean, sometimes they do, but often they have a lengthy career, like Clarence Thomas does, explaining his judicial philosophy. And shockingly, he believes in complying with the Constitution, doing the very best you can discern what is intended by the words of the Constitution, its context at the time, and to leave the politics to the legislature and the president. And so he must think like a white person. 
we just had two Democrats on the program. I assume they're white. Do they think like me because I'm a white person? The New York, excuse me, the Washington Compost is racist. It is racist. And I call on Fred Ryan to resign. Oh, Fred Ryan is the CEO. I call on Fred Ryan to either resign as the head of the Washington Compost or to resign as head of the Reagan Foundation. This guy is politically bipolar. He's politically bisexual, I think. You understand, Mr. Producer. Some commentators accuse the compost of doing the same thing in spirit. Why don't they just call him an Uncle Tom, commented Jeff Jacoby, op-ed columnist, good man with the Boston Globe who criticized the Post article on Twitter. What about that, Freddie? Freddie Ryan. Mike Lee says this bond mod in a reported analysis about James Clyburn credibility doesn't even qualify as a dog whistle. It's subtle as an air horn, said Ed Morrissey. Who's Ed Morrissey? Senior editor for Hot Air. So the racist Washington Compost trashes the single... African-American on the Supreme Court. And this is the way it works. They don't want another African-American on the Supreme Court. They want another radical left African-American. That's what they want. Or a radical left African-American. Or a radical left woman. Or a radical left Hispanic. Or a a radical left man. Whatever it is. That's what they want. That's what they want. The Washington Compost. Meanwhile, the Department of Injustice, very, very busy, has sued the state of Missouri over Second Amendment sanctuary law. They said a state cannot simply declare federal laws invalid. Really? Wow. I wonder if all the sanctuary cities and states know this, Mr. Producer. Wow. Well, Missouri and these other states... Missouri being the show-me state, and I prefer that they not. But nonetheless, this has been the Levin strategy, to expose these bastards on the left. If you can have a sanctuary city to nullify immigration laws, it seems to me the same logic, or shall I say illogic, would apply that you can have a sanctuary city for the purposes of promoting the Second Amendment, which is actually in the Bill of Rights. It's called the Second Amendment. I wonder how the Injustice Department under Meritless Garland would would square that, ladies and gentlemen. Biden's department filed a lawsuit this week against Missouri seeking to unravel a state law that aims to protect the Second Amendment rights of state residents against federal gun control policies. And this is what the states need to do. They need to duke it out. They shouldn't just roll over. And a lot of states and a lot of attorneys general are duking it out, and that's a good thing. And so I want to salute um, the state of Missouri and many of these other states. Duke it out. But this state law, writes Meritless Garland, impedes criminal law enforcement operations in Missouri. The United States will work to ensure that our state and local law enforcement partners are not penalized for doing their jobs to keep our community safe. 
Yes, he wants to make sure that they're used against our parents. State cannot simply declare laws, federal laws invalid. Principal Deputy Assistant Attorney General Brian Binion, head of the Justice Department Civil Division, added, if he's a Deputy Assistant Attorney General, that means he's not confirmed presidentially. He's in the senior executive service. He's a political appointee. He's a hack who's never had to face scrutiny by the Senate. That's what that means if they use the correct title. This act makes enforcement of federal firearms laws difficult. Blah, blah, blah. So nullification is perfectly fine if they're doing it. If it involves illegal aliens and people coming into the country from MS-13, bringing fentanyl, bringing little girls, doing whatever they do. Hey, we're a sanctuary city. I'm a Democrat because I believe in people. And I don't call people names and I'm not on Twitter. Well, aren't you righteous? But if the states say, okay, we're going to use this too. We're sanctuaries to protect the Bill of Rights, including the Second You can't do that. Uh, yes, they should. And they should definitely tee it up, which is exactly what they're doing. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. You know, sleep, especially as you get older, is so critical, especially that deep, comforting sleep. Go to helixsleep.com, H-E-L-I-X sleep.com, and take the sleep quiz. I took it and was matched to the Midnight Lux. Helix knows that everyone's unique, so they have several different mattress models to match your body type and sleep preferences. Once you match, your mattress comes right to your door, shipped for free. They have a 10-year warranty. And Helix even has financing options and flexible payment plans. So a great night's sleep is never far away. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. So go to helixsleep.com slash Levin. H-E-L-I-X sleep.com slash L-E-V-I-N. And use code HELIXPARTNER20. That's HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long, folks. With Helix, better sleep starts now. I have some breaking news for you. Poor Loudoun County, Virginia. This is from Sheriff Mike Chapman of Loudoun County, who is a terrific sheriff, despite how crazy the Board of Supervisors and School Board is. On February 4, 2022, the Loudoun County Sheriff's Office received an unannounced visit from the Department of Homeland Security's uh, Protective Service. And it learned there and then that approximately 2,000 Afghan refugees per month were slated to arrive at the Washington Dulles International Airport during a window beginning as early as February 19, that's tomorrow, and extending to September 2022. The regional personnel advised the refugees would be transported by bus to the National Conference Center in Loudoun County, where they would stay until their ultimate relocation elsewhere in the United States. Now, the National Conference Center, I didn't know that was federal property. But now 2,000 a month are going to stay in this facility until it's determined where they're going to be relocated to. They estimated that no more than 1,000 refugees per month would remain at the center at any given time until September 2022. 
The refugees, for the most part, would enter, trying to uh, move this damnable computer, uh, would enter, for the most part, the U.S. from Qatar. The feds advise that the refugees will be provided cash and cell phones from non-government organizations and be required to remain on the, on the conference grounds. Now, folks, who's going to make sure they remain on the conference grounds and don't move into these various local communities in Loudoun County? Now I know why I'm a Democrat. As the information was vague, Sheriff Chapman raised this issue at a committee meeting the following day in Washington. He was immediately contacted by members of DHS and received a phone call from the DHS executive staff. A follow-up conference call with a senior member of FEMA occurred the following day where he raised concerns about DHS lack of communication, lack of planning, language barriers, a failure to communicate with a myriad of potential stakeholders, and the National Conference Center's unfenced proximity to a residential neighborhood and two public schools. It's smack in the middle of a residential neighborhood. But I think they have single-family housing, so that's okay, Mr. Producer. While the Loudoun County, uh, you know, is, is more than willing to assist Afghan refugees, they write, and their families who provided support to our military and defense personnel in Afghanistan, the Department of Homeland Security had difficulty addressing several concerns raised during a subsequent conversation, including what level of vetting has been conducted to ensure refugees entering Loudoun County had aided the United States and were not a threat to the U.S. or local community. The response? Refugees have been carefully vetted and many served as translators. However, when asked how if in fact they served as translators when only 30% of the refugees spoke English, Department of Homeland Security responded that many of the incoming refugees were family members of the translators. They don't have the foggiest idea. Now, <clears throat> consider the National Conference Center, he says, is located within a largely residential area at Lansdowne, Loudoun County and within walking distance of Riverside High School and Belmont Ridge Middle School. What arrangements were made with Loudoun County stakeholders to ensure the area is secure for the community? The feds advise that uh, their Federal Protective Service will provide 15 officers, Mr. Producer, for security at the convention, at the convention center, but the Federal Protective Service has no law enforcement jurisdiction in Loudoun County and cannot enforce nor investigate any criminal activity on campus. This is hired security staff, people. Hired security personnel typically paid the minimum wage. When pressed further about safety issues, Department of Homeland Security stated that the National Conference Center would be designated a federal facility. Well, what does that mean? Basically nothing, he writes, regardless of that designation, any potential criminal activity or domestic issues that might occur on that campus would not fall under the federal code, but under state and local law, therefore limiting the Federal Protective Service's ability to intervene, assist, or even investigate these matters. What communications have been done to prepare area residents who may be impacted by this starting tomorrow? Answer, none. What coordination with other Loudoun County stakeholders? Fire department, police department? Answer, none. What federal financial assistance would be proposed to help with the added responsibilities? The Department of Homeland Security proposed grant funding. But any grant funding would likely be available well after the projected September 
exit date of the refugees. So the cops, that is the sheriff's office, is going to be stretched thin. Everything is going to be stretched thin. 2000 a month plopped right down in the middle of this community. The sheriff's concerns were brought to the highest levels of the Department of Homeland Security on February 8th. He received a telephone call directly from Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, who apologized for the lack of communication and other stakeholders, but assured Sheriff Chapman that his concerns would be addressed. Well, maybe the leadership, the new leadership in Virginia will do what the leadership in Florida said it would do. Send these folks to Wilmington, Delaware, Berhobeth Beach, Delaware. I think they should send these folks, who have not been properly vetted in many respects, to be honest, to the areas where perhaps Gutierrez lives, Mr. Producer. What do you think of that? Or the reprobates that work at Media Matters. Or maybe the mob. What do they call themselves? Whatever. The Marxists, within the Marxists. I'm, I'm quite serious. Maybe they should go and, and move to where Jake Tapper lives. Or Chuck. Or uh, all the rest. Into their Tony communities, their multi-million dollar homes and gated communities. Never happened. And this is what's happening in this country, all over this country. So the people who live in the Lansdowne area of Loudoun County, I know where this convention center is. It used to be a Xerox convention center. It, has no, it is not built for security. It's not built for security. These people are going to be dropped right into the middle of this neighborhood. And the people in this community had no heads up. None whatsoever. Sounds to me like they decided to punish the people of Virginia who dared to vote for Republican for governor. You don't hear about these things happening a lot in Democrat states, do you? I mean, what's wrong with Maryland? I'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. Levin, the research arm of conservative media. Call in now, 877-381-3811. As is our practice here, we do have certain candidates and certain races on this program from time to time. 
to expose you to them. We had David McCormick on this program earlier in this week. Uh, He wants to be the Republican nominee for the Senate in Pennsylvania. And so does Dr. Oz. Dr. Oz, how are you, sir? I'm doing very, very well, Mark. Well, Dr. Oz, tell the country, tell the people in Pennsylvania what is motivating you and why you should be the nominee. Like a lot of folks listening right now, too many nights staring at the ceiling wondering what happened. What is the crisis that we're always in as a nation? Why does Washington continue to get it wrong over and over and over again? And as a doctor, you, get, you make a diagnosis, you try to, and then you try to actually give a prognosis and fix the problem, write a prescription for solutions. And as I began this journey two years ago, by the way, and COVID did catalyze me in many ways, but I've been worried about our nation, as you have the great one for many years. I began to see trends and, and realities that I think all Americans now appreciate are real, a tendency for uh, authoritarian overreach, a belief that one size fits all will work. And, and when you witness this firsthand over and over again, and COVID was pretty clear to all when they silenced discussion about treatments, Even today, Mark, right now, I cannot prescribe an outpatient treatment for COVID where they can actually go get it. There are no pills in the Mm -hmm. pharmacies, even though we finally approved some that existed even before COVID started. We don't have antibody cocktails that you can get your hands on. It's like being an arms trader just to get treatments for desperately ill Americans. Because the solution was always vaccine boost, vaccine boost, mandate vaccine boost. Never really a thoughtful way of getting doctors involved in helping patients, besides telling them to go home and wait till the lips were blue until they can go to the emergency room. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you decided, you know what, this is an opportunity uh, to do something about this. And how are you being received in Pennsylvania? Well, I'm doing very well. It's nice to start off with a 94% name awareness even before you start your campaign. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you saw the outside polls that I have a double-digit lead uh, over uh, my opponents within the primary. I've been barnstorming around the state doing large town halls. Often they're the biggest event that's happened in the town in a while, so you get hundreds of people coming. Uh, many of them skeptical, Mark. They're not coming because they're pep rally fans. They wouldn't actually know, what is this guy odds? I, I've seen him literally in my home every day for 13 years, but does he share my values, and will he fight for me? That's the question I get asked a lot. And that I can answer real quickly by saying I've spent my life on television, on the biggest stage, on network television, fighting against big tech, big pharma, big agrochemical companies, and the biggest opponent of all, the U.S. government. Major high-profile battles where I've come out ahead. And these battles require that you be steel uh, and and willing to be a porcupine to fight back, but you also got to have thick skin because they throw at, at you things you never thought possible. I never thought the U.S. government would work hand-in-hand with liberal media to silence individuals who had some wisdom to share with the country. And it's not just me. They're going after all kinds of people who have alternative thoughts that might be useful on energy, on jobs, on the economy, on, on schools and critical race theory, on the border. Good ideas that Americans, patriotic Americans have that should be shared. You can't say it right now. You sound like an economic and uh, constitutional conservative at this point. Is that how you'd identify yourself? Well, I'm definitely a constitutional conservative. And I can yeah. point to a couple real quick that I feel strongly about. The Second Amendment, which is not about hunting, although I hunt a lot. Second Amendment is about protecting ourselves. I'm actually right now in Blair County. There's a Republican uh, county meeting. And here the voters actually, you might like this, they've embraced this idea of creating a Second Amendment sanctuary in Love the it. county. They passed it, actually. 
It provides mm-hmm. another layer of protection in case your gun rights get impinged upon. And again, mm-hmm. this is the kind of wisdom that I'm seeing in the, the central part of Pennsylvania, just God's country where people know exactly what they want to do. But this, these values, they're not listened to in Washington. They're not heard if they do get expressed, and they certainly are not respected enough to be enacted on. That's why Biden and Washington gets it wrong over and over and over again. It's why I've challenged Fauci to a debate. At least face me and let's come out, you know, punching about what's really gone wrong with COVID instead of hiding behind sycophantic media outlets who praise everything you say when we can tell as doctors in America that it was done wrong. I asked you this because when I was growing up in Pennsylvania as a conservative backing Reagan way back in 76 and 80, we used to joke that the uh, state animal was the rhino uh, because of uh, the way some Republicans conduct themselves. Now, let me ask you this, Dr. Oz. Part of the problem is people get elected, they're outsiders, they get to Washington, and then they come under the wing of the Republican leadership in the Senate, which says, you know, tamp it down, you're kind of new here, this is how this works. If you want to get reelected, just go along to get along. How would you react to that? You know, I don't like being put in a box. As a young doctor, I learned early on, you know, if you just go along to get along, uh, it doesn't work. You don't serve your patients well. You personally can't get to bed at night because you failed yourself. Uh, And I did not decide to burn the boats, which I did by shutting my show down. I had years more of contracts. I shut my magazine down. Again, it was doing superbly well uh, all over the country on newsstands. I shut down other businesses and media, all of them, because I'm not going to compromise in my desire to fight for, for my fellow Americans. And I cannot be bought. I'm not taking any PAC money. Uh, and it doesn't matter to me if I get reelected again. I'm running for a six-year term. I hope I'll do one more, but that's, I'll probably term limit myself anyway. I want to get out there and make the change with a bold, loud voice that appropriately represents Pennsylvania, a state that lost more manufacturing jobs than any other, yet has more resources under its soil, more energy resources than any country but Saudi Arabia. And yet we can't use natural gas to provide national security to America. You make a great point because a lot of people in the country don't know the amount of fossil fuel that is under the state of Pennsylvania. And there's coal and there's oil and there's natural gas and so forth. Even people in southeastern Pennsylvania, where I grew up, don't don't quite realize that. What is your connection to the state? I grew up in a place called the near Kennett Square, less than 10 miles from there. People may not realize it's the mushroom capital of the world, which is why my father would always tell me not to be a mushroom, and, you know, which means <laughs> don't be you know, stuck in the dark and be fed manure all day long, which is how many of Republicans feel uh, we've been treated over the last couple of years. I went to Penn Medical School, went to Wharton Business School, by the way, had a couple of my children, um, and I did move to New Jersey because I was doing heart transplants and I was doing my show. We'd go back on weekends, but right. I needed to be able to get into the city, to the studio. And the, the, the reality about Pennsylvanians is they care much more about what you stand for than where you're from. And I moved back a couple of years ago. We, we live in a church community. In fact, the cathedral was built by my wife's great-grandfather. My mother-in-law is a minister, by the way, so she's an ordained minister that's nice to be next to the church. Uh, and mm-hmm. this is where our family's been centered for you know, our, my, my entire marriage. By the way, the smartest thing, wisest thing I ever did the great one, is to marry my wife, Lisa, 36 years ago, and we're living in the house we got married in. Wow. And you have how many kids, did you say? Four kids, four yeah. grandkids. And of course, grandkids are a little bit better, Mark, because you can give them back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've got two of them. Um, you, uh, you, 
so far, President Trump hasn't jumped into this race. Um, do you think he will jump into this race? Or you're plowing ahead regardless? I'm going to be plowing ahead, making my case to the citizens uh, of Pennsylvania. I, I respect what President Trump has done. I appreciate him in particular. And if you, you walk Main Street in Pennsylvania, you hear this over and over again. President Trump is the first person who actually respected us, the people mm-hmm. working on Main Street, the folks that pay the price when someone comes up with a new idea that actually doesn't work, the, the person who's got to make up the difference when there's a, a person paid not to work, which means I've got to do twice the effort. You know, the person who doesn't make ends meet because they're paying taxes higher than they need to be, and in particular these days, the gas prices, which have gone through the roof because of poor, I mean, almost un-American approaches to how we can use energy in this country. And Mark, just to give you an idea of this, and I think you realize I've, I've got a, a large presence on social media, I've got 13 million people, and on mm. TikTok I, post, I posted recently that, that, that I thought the gas prices were high, and I questioned why Joe Biden was, was passing rules that made it harder for gas prices to be affordable for Americans. He got 2 million views, TikTok took it down, and I was Jeez. stunned. I hadn't said anything really except challenging Joe Biden to answer to America why our gas prices are going through the roof. Then mm-hmm. I did what anyone does who understands social media. I reposted. Now I have six and a half million more views because people <laughs> want to know why TikTok was trying to silence me. It's ironic, but they don't learn, Mark. They make the same mistakes, banging their head into the wall every time. You cannot silence thought. Another First Amendment, right? Another amendment, a uh, constitutional issue that I cannot understand why these folks don't understand. They take a lot of people in Hollywood and TV world who were your friends may no longer be your friends or associates because merely over the fact that you're a Republican. Is that the case or not really? No, no, it happened uh, quite a bit. Um, but there's a good and a bad here. Uh, you know, when I announced uh, immediately, I got attacked from every uh, platform, from the ladies of The View who said I was a turncoat to every one of the late night guys made fun of me, even though I've done all those shows many, many times. They, they were actually making fun because I said something about looking in each other's eyes and seeing the divine spark, the specialness mm-hmm. of what humanity represents. They thought that was corny and oddball, and who the heck believes that stuff anymore? I believe it. And the people here in Pennsylvania believe it. But here's the good news, Mark. There are a lot of people in entertainment who are conservative, but they're not allowed to say it. You get mm-hmm. silenced if you do. And I would fight these battles when I was trying to have guests on my show who are perceived as conservative because... You know, you're not supposed to, you know, buck the curve, which is why I don't have any problems pushing back on people who want orthodoxy to remain. I've been pushed back on on regular old-fashioned medicine by saying, listen, if home remedies and alternative approaches work, why wouldn't I want to try it? And by the Mm -hmm. way, don't you want to become the world expert on your body? The word doctor comes from the Latin doctore, teacher. We're supposed to educate. You educate on your show every single evening. So if I'm going to educate you as as a doctor, you've got to come to the office prepared so we get a, a better interaction. By helping patients do that, it actually bothered a lot of doctors because now the patients are asking questions. They're pushing back. They don't want to take the extra pills. They're, they're you're wondering, do they need the operation? And doctors, you know, they felt hassled. I'm saying, good, thank goodness, patients are doing what's in their best interest. They should become the world experts on their bodies. If people in Pennsylvania or outside of Pennsylvania want to help you because a senator affects the whole country, where should they go? They should go to DrOz.com. I'm in a heated primary. Listen, I've self-funded. I put in millions of dollars, uh, and I will continue to put in millions of dollars to make sure that I am this 
They nominate because I have the best chance of winning the general election in the fall. But there are big, powerful forces coming into the state. Not Pennsylvania money. It's outside money, but it's coming in. And this dark money is funding massive campaigns against me. I'm talking about $10 million spent against me this month in Pennsylvania. That's more money than I think has ever been spent this early in a primary period in America. And it's coming in because I scare people. I worry people. And let me give you a little insight about why, Mark, because actually I found it in the New York Times the other day. The New York Times attacks both of us probably daily. It's fodder for them. But they attacked <laughs> me saying not only am I a bad person, but it's a badge of honor. I, 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 if, I, if people mm-hmm. coming after me, I'm doing something. Right? So the New York Times said not only am I a bad person, a bunch of ad hominem attacks, the usual things thrown at me, but then they said I'm also dangerous. And they said I'm dangerous because Oz believes in something called, listen carefully, individualism. Mm-hmm. And I said, what, what are they talking about? They said, in a time of global warming, right, structural racism, systemic racism, and COVID, we cannot afford individualism. We can't trust people to make those important decisions for themselves. We have to believe in collectivism. I'm reading this in the New York Times. Are you kidding mm-hmm. me? First of all, guilty as charged. I do believe in individualism. By the way, we're not going to fix any of those problems without actually allowing individualism. And so when you go into my schools, and tell my kids or grandkids that this country is irredeemably stained and must be torn asunder, broken down to its ashes, and rebuilt with their toxic ideology, I say, no, we're not going to let you do that. And we're, as individuals, going to fight against it, which is why things like the Second Amendment, and by the way, the Tenth Amendment, separation of, 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 of the federal government from, from state overreach, are so mm-hmm. important. And they get forgotten, ignored, trampled on continually. Wow. Well, it's DrOz.com, America. DrOz.com. He's running for the Republican nomination for the U.S. Senate. And I want to thank you for appearing on the program, sir. It is a great honor. And a shout-out to our mutual friend, Sean Hannity, for making it possible. It has been a great honor to be with you. You too. God bless you, my friend. Be well. I'll be right back. Mark in. Have you gotten your letter from the IRS yet? These last few years have not been easy on the American family. And with tax season finally arriving, there'll be millions of hardworking people and businesses that could struggle even more due to the IRS working against them. Well, America First Tax Group can help put an end to your worries. Just one phone call to 800-806-1299. Hello, 800-806-1299. And you'll be in touch with the America First Tax Group, a full-service tax company that'll fight the IRS and help put you on the path to financial freedom. Their experts can help you or your business with any tax-related problems you may have, from dealing with your back taxes to granting you access to tax relief and much more. Don't wait. Get in touch with America First Tax Group today by calling 800-806-1299. That's 800-806-1299 or AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Levin. Again, 800-806-1299 or AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com. Dot com slash L-E-V-I-N. Don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, in 30 minutes, 30 minutes, wherever you are around the country, around the world, I'll be on Hannity on the Fox News Channel, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. I'm going to have to really move my ass to get over there, too. But that said, he was impressive, Dr. Oz, wasn't he? We'll have Carla Sands on, the last of the three candidates I care to speak to next week. Well, ladies and gentlemen, keep your chin up. The counter to the counter-revolution is underway. 
This is ground zero right here where I sit. And I'm, I'm quite serious about this. The book American Marxism, this is the, the, the uh, I'll call it the intellectual foundation for what we're doing to push back. And uh, so keep your chin up. Stay with me. I'll be back tomorrow, of course. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, and our truck drivers, and all you other patriots out there. Thank you. I will see you tomorrow. But wait a minute. I'll see you in 30 minutes on Fox with Hannity. God bless. (laughs) 